The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 158. Talk about new endeavors with my good friend, Braden Drake. Braden is a California licensed attorney and a tax pro. His tagline is, your gay best friend, here to help you get your legal, tax, and finance shit legit. Braden works primarily with service-based creative small business owners through his signature program, Profit Rx. But on today's episode, he sheds some light on a brand new project he's working on that expands his reach to a brand new market. Now, if you know anything about Braden and I, <laughs> you know that we like to keep it really real. So this episode, much like the other episodes we've done together, um, is a, a very uh, casual and easy look into both our friendship and our businesses. Braden earns the distinction of being the most frequent guest on Talk with Renee Dallow. So with that, I want you to go get your coffee, go get your tea, and let's talk it out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It is me, your girl, your host, Renee Dallow, with, not even going to lie, our most frequent guest, my good friend, Brayden Drake. Brayden, how does Woo! it feel to be the most frequent guest on this show? Um, I'm waiting for my award to arrive in the mail yeah. any day now. Um, I'm going to give it to you at Wedding MBA. Uh, and I feel like I've won. <laughs> nice. I am going to have an award for you at Wedding MBA. So that come to my booth. That'll, that'll, <laughs> okay, that'll be perfect. where it is. So uh, those of you listening in real time, this episode is going into your earbuds uh, very a couple of days before we all land in Vegas for Wedding MBA. Brayden, this is your second year at MBA. What are you looking forward to? I am really excited. Last year was kind of, I feel like I was being thrown into the fire. That's an expression. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a lot of fun. This year, I have a, a lot more of an idea of what to expect. We've like prepared a little bit better. I'm going to make sure that I don't go to like a really loud restaurant the night before that I, <laughs> I speak. So my voice isn't cracking the whole time I'm on stage. Yep. So uh, feeling more well equipped and very excited. Yes, I love Wedding MBA Week, and it's a real thing. You will lose. I mean, you guys, if you haven't been, well, I think maybe this has this is more for the speakers than the than the people participating. But I lose my voice by Thursday every year. By Conference Confident Day, I'm like croaking along and like on vocal rest, basically. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> Vegas yeah. is loud, and it can be smoky, although not at Park MGM. So we're grateful well, for that. It's especially when you have a booth because you are in interacting with people. You know, for a full yes. four to six hours. And you're in our loud conference room. So, I mean, I project pretty well to begin with, as do you. But you still yeah. have to make sure that people can hear you. And then you're in Vegas. So every place you, that you go to eat to, like, socialize in the evening, you're, like, yelling over loud music. It's just a lot. 
So <laughs> yeah. drink. I'm going to be drinking hot tea and doing all the things. Yes, we're going to be on like a wellness uh, journey during Wedding NBA where everyone else is going to be like going to clubs and like drinking all night. Braden and I are going to be sipping our tea and like yeah. under blankets. Yeah. It's going to be great. I'll, I'm going to be adopting. I'll adopt my husband's morning emergency habit and I'll bring you some packets if you need some. Oh, I love it. So here's something that you and I did not discuss prior, but I want to bring up here. You know, we're scheduled to speak at the same time. <gasps> I know it's a real Sophie's choice for people. I'm getting a lot weird. of DMs about it. I, listen, I will say publicly, you can go see Brayden, you guys. I won't mind. It's okay. Is if it you've too late for us to like, ask them to swap to, for, for me to like swap for the person before or after me? Probably. But I do want Shannon, who runs Wedding NBA, to know that it, people are real People are real pissed off about it. People have feelings about it. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll email her. We'll, we'll see. We'll talk about it. We'll talk we'll about see it. If we can, by the time you guys hear this, we might have worked it out. But if not friends you can go see brayden it's okay it's his first time speaking on the on the big stage you got to go see him yeah i'm excited it'll be fun what's your topic uh my topic i should have the title memorized but it's cr i feel like i got it i got it like 90 percent. it's crunch the numbers the new uh six-figure benchmark mm. yeah i love yeah. that all right well at the same time that brayden's talking about real things i'm talking about um style and first impressions <laughs> which i'm actually excited about that talk because when Shannon first asked me to do it, I was like, why would I talk about style? Like what, what? And then I didn't say no right away. Like I kind of took it and got quiet with it and journaled about it. And then I talked to my husband about it. My husband's like, well, you know, you're like a middle-aged plus size woman. Like it's actually very, like, it's a good honor that she asked you to talk about style. Like you should be talking about style. It shouldn't be like a 20 year old, you know, standard sized person and i was like oh yeah that's actually a really good point right yeah, like that's like, like a 21 year old TikTok influencer right like they could talk about style but in a more realistic sense like someone who looks like me should be talking about style and it's not just about style but it's about you know first impressions and how we present ourselves and you know the things we think no one is looking at they're looking at and and just how to choose that wisely how to make strategic choices about that you know so yeah, I'm excited about it. It's a super, I mean, it's a brand new topic for me. So um, that's probably exciting. I like yeah, more we're gonna work do a, probably, but it is a lot more work. We're going to do like a, an actual exercise in the middle where, yeah, it's going to be a lot. So, um, but good, it's going to be good. Uh, so yeah, I'm excited about that. And I cannot believe it's just in a couple of days <laughs> from, from when you guys are listening to this. I don't feel like I'm ready. You will be. You're going to crush it, I'm sure. Thank you. You too. You too. So aside from Wedding MBA, which, Brayden, you are one of our very dear and very appreciative, we're very appreciative of your sponsorship of both the Monday Night Mixer and Conference Confident, which I'm going to go out on a limb and say, by the time you guys are hearing this, they are all sold out because <laughs> we are, it's, we're recording this on, it's what, October 19th, and we only have about 22 tickets left for the Mixer. So I'm going to guess that we sell that out. But um if you guys want to meet Brayden, aside from his booth or his presentation, come to the Monday Night Mixer. Yeah, come to the Mixer. It's going to be gonna fun. It's going to be real fun. I'll probably um, uh, have a few cocktails, so it'll be real fun to hang out with that night. Yeah. And it's vintage Vegas, so who knows what everyone's going to be wearing. It'll be fun. <sighs> Wait, do I need to like get a new outfit? I mean, everyone needs a new outfit. Just wear something with sequins in it. It'll be fine. I don't own any, girl. I don't own any sequins. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll, work, we'll workshop it. I'll workshop we'll, it. We'll workshop this offline. Um, okay. I want to talk to you about what's going on in your business that is brand new and exciting. Now, oh. for those of you who somehow don't know who Brayden is, um, just tell the people like what you had going on before what's new. <laughs> sure. Well, by background and by training, I'm a California licensed attorney. Uh, I also have a master's in tax law. So... 
I, I do a lot of things at kind of the intersection of law and tax. And up until this point, I've largely been running, uh, I used to be mostly courses, and now it's mostly a membership done with you services, I like to say it's not a traditional law firm, not a traditional tax firm. Uh, and that's what has been going on. I love it. And what is coming up? So a couple things. We launched a new brand. I said new brand is like a good, we can talk about the semantics yeah. of it, but yeah. a new thing. Um, do you want me to just go ahead and spill the beans on yeah, that? Yeah, spill the beans. Okay. So new brand is Drag Tax, the drag firm for tax queens, uh, for tax love queens, it. for drag queens. Um, our tagline is taxes are a drag, hire us to help. So that's just getting rolling. And then with that, um, I have no clients yet. It's brand new. Um, yeah. But I went ahead and hired two bookkeepers on as employees. I'm going to be hiring a tax repair in December, um, onboarding two of my current contractors on as employees to help with customer support. And technically right now, but really after Wedding MBA, we're going to be opening the, the doors to full service done for you bookkeeping clients in my existing business. And then uh, we'll be doing tax returns for specifically those clients during tax season. Amazing. Yep. So what made you decide to branch out in this way? Should we start with the drag thing first? Oh, yeah. Let's start with the drag thing first. Okay. Okay. Because we're, we're really what we're doing is we're expanding services, but we're also expanding niche. So we'll talk about like expanding the niche first. Um, well, I'm sure you understand this, Renee. I think everyone else does as well. Uh, 2020, 2020 was a really wacky time for all of us. Um, interestingly, while a lot of you, a lot of you were busy, like navigating cancellations, right? So you were busy in that sense, not busy at events. Mm -hmm. Um, I was busy in the sense that I was helping all of you navigate those cancellations, right? <laughs> right. Uh, right. so 2020 was weirdly busy. And then 2021 for me was weirdly not busy because you all were so busy doing essentially double the workload that you've ever done that everyone was like, we don't really have time to like do your stuff, Brayden. So 2021 was a rough year revenue wise for me. And then that's when I was like, I love working with wedding professionals. I do not want to move out of this niche, but I needed to expand my niche a little bit. And I'd already been, yeah. I'd already been marketing to creatives generally, but we started pitching to more interior design podcast, um, more coaches, course creators, those kind of folks. And I'd had this idea of working with drag professionals for a while, simply because I'm obsessed with drag race. I'm kind of a super fan. <laughs> Um, Love it. And I did a quick Google and no one was really representing that market. So I figured, you know what, it'll be a really fun branding project to like get all the branding and logo design done. And it's essentially not a second business, just a second niche. So we created a new Instagram account. Um, I launched a second podcast and a YouTube channel. Um, but other than that, we're just kind of letting it grow organically and seeing if we can get that niche to take off as well. I have some more things that I could say, but I'll let, well, I'll let I you know. Well, no, there's so many things I love about it because I know, I mean, listen, I, I hear from my students and people that I'm coaching and just, I just know what's out there right now is that so many people, you know, after surviving 2020, 2021 and all the drama that it's been are looking around and going like, okay, well, maybe there's something else I can do or, or maybe there's some other people I should be serving. And I just want to like give you so many kudos for being uh brave enough and willing to take the risk enough to say hey this is an idea i had it's an underserved niche like let's try it um and i just think more people need to be brave in that way you know mm -hmm. did it feel does it feel brave to you or does it feel just like okay whatever it did a little bit at first because it kind of was like oh you know who am i and what do i know because also whenever any of us go into a new industry there's so much stuff that we don't know like and i'll give you let me give you a concrete example 
Yeah. Like, there's a really, really well-known drag queen, um, and I've talked to, like, a friend of a friend of this person, and I was like, oh, my God, their bookkeeping would probably be so fun because they have, like, all their, their tour – because they go on tour, right? They sell out, like, big arenas, all this kind of stuff. So it's like they probably have a ton of expenses and I think it'd be really interesting. And the other drag queen I was talking to was like, oh, honey, no, like that's not how it works. Like they have a management company, the management company sells all the tickets and then the performer like just gets a 1099 for their fee. So like really from a financial perspective, it's like really clean and easy transaction. That's not something that I would know going in. So you learn all kinds of stuff like that, that I have learned about the wedding industry, you know, over like the past four years. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it also is so good for your brain, right, to like mm-hmm. be growing and expanding and doing these things because at a certain point, you know, I did an episode a couple of weeks ago about like how to become unbored, right? <laughs> like everyone, <laughs> people were telling me like, I'm just so bored. And it's not a bored for lack of things to do. It is literally like I am bored of these things that I know, right? Yeah. And I can't get motivated. And so it's so, I don't know, it's just so interesting and it just feels so powerful of you to be like, let's just, you know, fuck it, let's try it. And it's also something that you that is interesting and the the niche is interesting for you and fun so it's just like i yeah. just hope that it takes off like wildfire for you yeah and, and i decided i very strategically decided to do this like at the point in time when i did because i i didn't i really hadn't launched the business but i decided a week before it's called rupaul's drag con it's a huge convention in la the week before that i was like i'm making my decision this week so that if it's a yes i can go to drag con and if nothing else start meeting people so that when i'm yes. ready to launch my podcast a few people will have met me and i'll have some people who can be guests because the goal was launch the podcast in august so that i'm doing you know some warming up of a potential audience to get some clients during tax season and that's still the game plan hoping to get like five to ten clients and then from those five to ten clients i think i'll start to get referrals so timing is important also, um, summer is my slow season. Um, fall right. and New Year tends to be like peak season for me. So that was an ideal time to do that as well. I felt really, really bored at that point in time. So um, <laughs> I had the time on my hands. So I kind of, you know, figured, fuck it, why not? How long, like time wise, did it take between you having the maybe this is the idea to actually moving on it? I think I actually like I got the idea like over a year ago, like probably a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know me, Renee, I have I'm sitting on at least 15 different business ideas. So it wasn't something I'd seriously considered until like early this spring. And then I was like, because essentially, and I think I talked about this on one episode of my podcast, I've been itching to do something for a while. I thought about like, my dad was a like a junior high girls basketball coach for 15 years. And that's always something I thought I would do because I always like loved going to his practices. So like, that's one example, but lots of stuff that I think I could do, you know, that's like not business related as like an outlet. But right now I feel like where I am in my business and in my career, that something else needed to be revenue generating, I felt like. Mm -hmm. And I decided that out of the eight different business ideas I had, I wanted to do the one that wasn't truly a new business. Um, It was really just like an exciting way to talk to new people um, and do new things without having to like actually come up with new offers and new things to sell. Yeah, I love it. I think there's so much inspiration that can be taken from that, honestly, Um, because I know very few people that listen to the show are are tax professionals. (laughs) Right. But but right. But when you think about the things you're offering and who you're offering them to, you know, especially as we and I'd love to get your take on this, too, as we head into what people are saying is going to be a recession. I do think we need to rethink all of these things, the service packages, who we're selling to, um, how how many ways people can work with us. Like, I, I, if we are really heading into a recession, I don't think we can be so narrow. 
Now, again, in your niche, and that's different than narrow, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I, I feel like I need a, like a minute to unpack that. Tell me a little bit more about what narrowness means to you. Yeah, so like for wedding professionals, right? Like I know so many, especially wedding planners who are like, I only do full service. Mm. And to me, that's a pretty narrow view of the potential client base, right? Because you're assuming that everyone comes to you is going to have the funds to hire you at a full planning level. If we head into a recession and all you're doing is full planning, I, I'm of, of the mind that that is probably too limiting for to sustain a business through a recession, right? No, I wasn't no. in business in 2008. Uh, I wasn't in this business. So I don't I don't have the lived experience of that. But I'm, I'm just guessing uh, that perhaps doing several tiers of service Service. is going to be more beneficial just for this time period. Yeah, so that's it. I think that's an interesting distinction because you're kind of differentiating between like niche is the market, the ideal client and narrow is like the type of services, the offers that you're doing. Yeah, yeah, I like that. I mean, I would agree with you, except for the caveat of, you know, if some people are like, I can financially handle doing less in revenue, um, if that's That's a luxury and a privilege you have, yes, uh, yes, then don't do anything that you (laughs) don't do anything you don't want to do, right? You can coast it for a few years. But for everyone else, you might have to get, I was going to say creative and scrappy or just kind of uh, expand what it is that you want, maybe want to do a little bit. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I'm going to be talking about at Wedding MBA um, in the planner track is like planner portfolios and like and how we present ourselves. But then I'm also teaching some webinars, uh, not next week, because next week we'll be at Wedding MBA, but the week of November 14th. Um, And the webinar's title is like how to recession proof your wedding planning business. Right. Because I really do think even if we're not going into a recession, a full recession, I think this wedding boom of like sort of wild spending that we're seeing, it's going to have to contract at some uh-huh. point, right? Uh-huh. So my take on that, well, I mean, sign up for the webinar. Uh, I'll put the link in the show notes, but it's mostly going to be about like, how can you look at your business from every angle and think like, okay, how can I like open the aperture here and take a wide, a wider look at what I can offer and how I can make money from doing the same services in general or like but also offering more things to have more people have more access to you is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I'm like, thing... my like mind is racing. I'm like thinking about, no, I know. I know. I just now. unloaded a lot. I just unpacked <laughs> a lot there. Um, but you know, I think it's interesting because I, I know you and I've known each other for so many years now and so many evolutions of the biz of our both, both of our businesses, you know, I know when we met, we were both course creators and then you kind of pivoted into membership and now you're going into uh, more like done for you services, like the bookkeeping. Was that like a big decision to make or did it seem natural? Oh my God. It was such a big, such a big decision. First of all, we can get into the, like the, it's really, for me, it was a lot of limiting beliefs. So we can talk about that. You know, I don't know. Oh, get, I like, love that. Let's unpack too... that. I don't get like too woo woo, but it's interesting <laughs> as you were saying that it kind of made me realize that expanding the narrowness, right, is actually what I'm doing because I did the opposite of, of I feel like I'm, I did the opposite of what are the, a lot of the examples that you're giving. I have been doing the low ticket thing for a long time and I've yeah. been turning away the higher ticket work because I really didn't want to take on the responsibility for it. I didn't yeah. want to deal with it. So I was either trying to convince people, um, you know, Usually it's people who are in the multi six figures. They're like, Brayden, I don't, you know, I don't want to manage my own QuickBooks account. Not interested. No, thank you. Um, So it's either me trying to convince them why they should want to do it or just, you know, referring them out to someone else. And now we're taking on that business, which has been, you know, is like a stepping stone for me. 
Yeah. So your limiting belief was what? That you just didn't want the responsibility? Yeah. The reason, first of all, I never really wanted to scale like a law firm just because I thought it was super stressful. I'm like, I don't want my business to be like basically dealing with everyone else's anxiety all the time, which I know mm. is probably almost comical as I talked to you know, a wedding planner about this. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. A, my entire a, thing is just taking other people's stress. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, I wouldn't say that I'm a really anxious person, but I just really, really don't enjoy the feeling of anxiety. So I do the best that I can to avoid it. Um, mm -hmm. Enneagram seven. So not a surprise if anyone knows anything about that. So there was that as far as just taking responsibility in general. But I have always been much more interested in the number side of the business than I am the legal side of the business in terms of just what I find interesting, right? Like I started yeah. out as a business major. That probably would have been the best route for me. Like looking back, you know, way back, everything comes full circle though. But oh, yes. um, long story short, I'm not like I'm not formally trained in accounting and I'm not technically a bookkeeper. Like, could I learn how to use QuickBooks pretty efficiently? Yeah, I'm sure that I could. Um, I didn't really want to. So it just kind of boiled down to if I want to scale this business the way that I want to, I either need to take the time to learn this or I need to hire people who can do it. And I ended up deciding to go with the second option, um, which is, you know, a scary endeavor in and of itself. Absolutely. Yeah. But I, you know, I think this, it feels from the outside, right? From like your friend and someone who like knows your business, like it feels like, yeah, of course, this is the next step. Like, of course, you should be serving multiple six figures at this level. Like, of course, because you're the trusted voice now for them. And, mm -hmm. and so of course, why, why wouldn't you expand in this way? But I think sometimes as especially online marketers and online entrepreneurs, we have this idea. And I, it's so funny. I had this conversation with someone who's very close to me yesterday. Um, and this person was saying how, you know, their business is at like a $400,000 mark and they're struggling to get it to the $500,000 mark. And like, why is this so hard? And like, I shouldn't be working this much. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that's a real, um, that's like a real interesting statement for me. Right. Cause I, I'm someone who I really deeply like work, <laughs> but yeah. there is some sort of, um, like energy out there. That's like, well, if you, to be really successful, you shouldn't have to work quote unquote this much. It all comes down to what you want, right? I teach I teach this concept I call the profit sweet spot, which basically mm -hmm. it's just um have you, you know the triangle where it's like good, cheap, or fast, like pick two out <laughs> yes. of the three. Yeah. Well, the profit sweet spot's the same thing, but it's like um number of hours work, profit and revenue. It's like you can have yep. two of the three of those things. So if you really like working, Renee, you can have a higher profit business because it means you're not hiring as much stuff out. Whereas Right. Um, my goal is to work four hours a day. So I pay percentage wise, I pay more money for team and that's just different goals. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. I mean, it's funny cause I, I do pay, I do pay for a team, but then I also just take more work on because I, yeah. I, I that's, <laughs> that's, that's my thing, you know, and also we are working on a really big project that's going to launch next year that, Ooh. that is taking so much of my brain space. Uh, I don't think I, I don't think I've mentioned it ever on the show. I'll tell you. I'll okay. tell you in secret, Brayden. Okay. I'll tell Love you now it. in secret Love on this it. on this public podcast. Um, we are launching in the new year, and I don't know when yet. So, like, don't slide into my DMs asking like when. So, as many of you know, and I think you know this too, Brayden. I've been training as a life coach for the last like two years, mm -hmm. and I am moving into my certification. So, like, I will be the, to my knowledge, only certified life coach in the wedding space, which is exciting. But then I'm what I'm going to do with all that is I'm going to launch a membership that is life coaching for wedding pros. Nice. That's awesome. So remember years ago, this is a side story about Braden and I and our friendship, but years ago, mid mid pandemic or before the pandemic, I don't know, it was some Sunday afternoon and Braden starts DMing me and going like, you got to get on this webinar with <laughs> with um, 
Stu McLaren, what are you doing? Are you on this webinar? And I was like, no, dude, it's Sunday. What are you doing? He's like, you got to go on this webinar. We're going to take this course. I'm going to take it. You're going to take it. Take it with me. And I was like, fine, I will take I, this I really course. should have gotten an affiliate commission for that $2,000 sale, Renee. You really should have because you basically like friend bullied me into it. And I was like, I don't know why I'm taking this. I'm never going to do a membership. I have no interest in that. Of course, how many years ago? And now it's just, I laugh because I'm like, I'm still like every day looking at that content from two years ago. I'm just taking, and like Stu is hilarious, like Stu McLaren, the teacher, because his voice really is um is uh, especially challenging for me. So uh, I listen to it on like super speed. Anyway, the point is you just never know, friends, what you're going to sign up for. And then years later, will certainly suddenly become relevant for you. Yeah, it all it all comes full circle. That's really exciting. That's really exciting, though. So, um, yeah, are you thanks. shooting for shooting for Q one of twenty twenty three? Well, ideally, I'd like to have it ready by end of February, but I don't. Uh, the 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 little piece here that I'm that I haven't said is that so my father moved to Portugal a couple of weeks ago, and so we're oh. spending the holidays overseas, and so we're going to be gone for like three weeks. So, like, will I work on this in Portugal? I don't know. Can I work? On, I don't know. So in my heart, I want it to be out at the end of February, but I'm also allowing myself to like to kind of push it to quarter two if I needed to. I don't want to. Yeah. So knowing me, I'll get it done. But I just know that like there's there's a piece in there between December and January that I don't think I can control which is scary for me. <laughs> I, I wanted I so my next question, this is the problem, Renee. Sometimes I have a hard time remembering that I'm not hosting my own podcast. Oh, ah, that's host. okay. You can ask me questions. So when We're you come on that. my podcast, you can highlight it now. But when you come on my podcast, I would love to talk to you about how that's integrating into your current courses and what the overall business model is going to look like. Because you know, yeah, I love talking about all that stuff. I mean, yeah, I'd love I can come on your show and talk about it. It is shifting. It's shifting a bit. And, uh, and it's not like I'm abandoning one for the other. Similarly, similar. Let me start that over. In a similar vein to what you said about like, I looked around and thought, "Is anyone serving this?" Right. I look mm -hmm. around at my my lovely. I love my entrepreneur friends. I love my fellow educators, and I think that the memberships that Megan Gilligan and and Terica and Amber Anderson have, like, I think those memberships are amazing. If you want to learn how to be a good wedding pro, mm -hmm. but what I want to teach is how to be a good human. And, and also be a good business owner. And that is something that, and I don't, I don't mean like morally a good human, but like how to live your life. Like I see so many of my students and so many people that come to me for coaching, you know, sometimes they come to me for business stuff and sometimes they come to me for just life stuff. And I know the, um, you know, the, 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 the title of like life coach, I don't know, can feel very like, I know some people think it's like scammy. Right. But it's not, I assure you it's not. It's also not therapy, but it is giving people skills and concrete information about how they can just be better yeah. humans in this world, you know? You know, the title of life coach, I think it's, I actually think it's similar to bookkeepers. It's the reason why it seems scammy to some people is because I, I would say that it's a very low barrier to entry industry, mm. meaning that mm -hmm. like literally anyone can do it. There's no state agency sure. like looking at your credentials. So yeah. with that, I mean, not saying that all attorneys are, are great by any means, <laughs> but it's like a yeah. lot harder to get into that. So um, it's, it's like more like buyer beware. And of course, your audience knows you and trusts you. So they're going to believe in the product you put out. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons I'm actually doing the certification. Right. So there is like a life coach certification process from the International Coach Federation. And when I'm done with my, you know, mm -hmm. testing, I'll be a certified like a certified public, you know, public certified life coach, like there's a actually a designation for it. And it's like 100 hours. It's a lot of time, right? So and I wanted to do that, do that for myself, but also so that people who come to me, you know, 
it, it's not going to be the kind of thing where it's like I'm like some guru that has all the answers. It's just I just help you find the answers you already know in yourself. Yeah. Right. And yeah. so we can talk about we'll talk about that more later. But, you know, I just think it's interesting when we um, when we look at our businesses and we look at people in the industry we admire like you and we think like, oh, Braden is pivoting. He is he's iterating. He's talking to a new audience like, oh, and people might feel afraid of it. Right. They'll be like, oh, what is he doing? But I think instead of looking at it like, oh, God, what's happening? It's more yeah. just like I look at it and go like, oh, my God, this is amazing. There's so much opportunity everywhere. Yeah, it's really it. it's also just, you know, kind of filling some of the gaps as well. Like yeah. I was thinking of this example um, earlier because when it comes to the bookkeeping stuff, like I'm definitely, you know, not abandoning like my, my current audience. But it would right. almost be the interesting thing about what I do is. I feel like, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Renee, but as a wedding planner, as a wedding planner, it's not really your role and responsibility to tell people if they're spending like too much money on their wedding, you know, if they're yeah, coming to you and they, and they say, you know, I want to spend like a quarter million. You're not going to be like, okay, well, what's like your annual salary? Oh, you only make $50,000 <laughs> $50, a year. Like, I don't care at all. Yeah, yeah. That's like a bad idea. But with the bookkeeping, what I tell people is I'm like, if you're at $50,000 in business revenue, like. I, it doesn't financially make sense for you to spend $400 a month on a bookkeeper. Like, will I take your money if you really want to hire me? Sure. Like if you have a full-time job that makes you a lot of money, like as a salary. And so you have the income and you're not, you know, you're willing to spend it. That's fine. But mm -hmm. mostly I'm telling people there's a lot of other things that you could spend your money on. That's going to have hot, higher ROI in the business. So yeah. that's why we market the membership to like a certain segment of people. And then we're marketing like the one-on-one -on -one services to another segment because it's also, you know, just like good fiscal management. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think since you mentioned ROI, like, and we talked about education and we're heading into wedding MBA, like yeah. for you, if you could pinpoint, like, was there any specific thing you did or piece of education you took that you could say like, yeah, this was the thing that changed the game? Well, there's been a lot. There's been a lot. DC, I mean, Digital Course Academy. So Amy Porterfield's course, we both took yes. that, I think at the same time. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was the biggest thing for me because I, you know, those are $2,000 course, which is a pretty hefty investment. But that year I went from 30K to 70K in revenue uh, and about That's half right. of that was from courses. And then mm -hmm. the following year is when I basically shut down my legal services and I did a, a six figure year just in education. So uh, Amy's teachings were like the backbone of that. I also did a $10,000 mastermind end of 2019 through like mid 2020. And that was a really interesting investment because it was more just like the, and this is what a mastermind is, but it was like the friends and the connections that I met doing that, that really provided like yes. a huge ROI for me. I love that. I love yeah. that. I think it's so important too, when we, you know, when we're talking about all these pivots and these iterations of our businesses. And if for anyone listening, who's like, who just kind of has it on their heart and their head that like, maybe they want to iterate, like, you know, it's worth it to one, take your time, right. And do your research, but then also like seek out help, <laughs> like seek out people who have done it before or, or, or like have the bones of it for you. Right. Like we talked about, um, Stu McLaren has a course called tribe, which is how to produce a membership. Right. Uh -huh. Like, I don't know that I would have had the idea for the membership had I not taken that course. So I'm always, you know, I, everyone who listens to this knows I'm an education junkie, but as we head into wedding MBA, you know, and if you're going to wedding MBA, certainly like take a look at the schedule and, and just look at things that maybe you have a sort of passing interest in, or like there's a little tug on your heart about like, Oh, I'm curious about that. Like follow those curiosities. Cause I think that's what leads to 
pivots and and changes like what Braden is doing in his business. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. The the one piece of advice I would give for everyone on this topic, and it's really going to be personality dependent, but I would tell people it take a really clear inventory when you get new business ideas and like pivot ideas as to whether this thing is going to be a distraction mm-hmm. or whether it's an opportunity or, you mm-hmm. know, any other kind of thing. So Renee, uh, again, Enneagram talk. I know that you're a three. My husband <laughs> right. is a three. I know a lot of threes. Threes tend to be very focused and they don't really go into anything unplanned based mm-hmm. on my experience, what I know, <laughs> right? Uh, yep. Sevens, on the other hand, like we have new ideas every day and we tend to just kind of like run with them with pretty little thought. And that's not always a good thing because it often becomes a distraction for what we need to be doing. Um, So I always try to be really diligent about like, is this thing that I want to do distracting me from the thing I actually should be doing? Um, Is it something that could be like a really, really great idea, um, but is going to take away from my current business? And that's fine. You know, if if that's what you want to do, you just have to Uh, make a conscious decision based on that information. Yeah, I know that I'm surrounded by a lot of sevens, right? And so it's always, it's very fun for me as a three to watch (laughs) someone go like, I have an idea. And then like on a Tuesday and like launch it on Thursday. And I'm like, I, wow, I don't, okay, great. I mean, Mm -hmm. great, like good for you, (laughs) but also like I, my brain would explode. Did you see Um, my, uh, my template and my mini course that I, um, I, (laughs) I decided that I was going to start selling my bookkeeping spreadsheet template for $10. And I was like, well, I can't Uh sell it without a mini course. So Uh, I recorded, spent about 30 minutes recording the tutorials, put it in Kajabi, wrote the sales email and launched it like uh, all in about two and a half hours. Amazing. So everyone knows listening, Braden is the fastest content creator of anyone I know. And I know a lot of fucking people. Um, You are the fastest. Like I can't, yeah, I can't even... I can't even comprehend how fast your brain works in that way. My brain is pretty fast, but I also take a lot of time to like, to like write everything out. I don't ever use a script, but like, you know, I really sort of like journal my way through all this shit. And then I'm like, okay, I can bullet point it. But oh my God, you, you're, you and Amber are so fast with this stuff that I'm just like, I'm over here. Like maybe we'll launch in February. Um, Um. Yeah, I have a cousin who's a graphic designer, and she won't do work for me anymore because she said that my timeline stress her out. Stress her out <laughs> because she's like, Braden, like you get an idea and you send me a text message and you like want the branding done for it like tomorrow, and I'm like, I can't help it. That's just the way I operate. I mean, listen, I earlier today recorded another episode that I think was going to come out the week before this one. So likely, if you listen in real time, you've already heard it. Um, talking about you know risk. Right. We talked a lot about like how how comfortable are you with risk? How do you get more comfortable with risk? And you, Braden, and, and I think me too, I think I'll give myself this little pat on the back. Like you and I are very comfortable with risk. Like we just sort of put it out there and go like, what's the worst that can happen? Right. Yeah. And and sometimes that is like the, that is the best way to learn because and, and also I think you think this too. And maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like I always have my own back. Right. If something doesn't work, I can probably fix it or make it better or change it next time, or, you know what I mean? I'm just tenacious as fuck, and I'll always figure it out. And I feel like you probably think that of yourself as well, yeah? Yeah, totally. But then also it's always, well, what really is at risk? You know, like with that template that I released, like the risk is that like no one buys it and I wasted two and a half hours, right? Right. Um, (laughs) Right. With other things, you know, like other things, if I like launch a new program that could, I guess there is risk that like the $10 template could like cannibalize the sales of my membership. People could say like, oh, I don't need to join your membership. I have your template. But I think the reality is like the opposite. Mm -hmm. But I have definitely launched programs 
uh, before that definitely took away from my bottom line because it probably confused confused people. That's a big one for me. Like, what the fuck mm-hmm. is Brayden doing? There's like another thing. I don't even know what to buy anymore. Yeah, I mean, let, let's dive into that a bit, too, because like with this new piece, you, like you might you I mean, you run the risk. And, and honestly, me and next year with the with the membership that really isn't about wedding planning like that could confuse people, too. How do you work against that for anyone who anyone listening who's like, oh, shit, if I do want to do something, will people be confused? Like what steps do you take to not confuse people? Well, you have to do your best to make it as clear as possible, like for your audience. Right. So streamlining like the offer, like your offer ladder, your offer suite. So I don't know if you, do you want to like speak more broadly about this or do you want me to tell you like specifically what we're doing with offers? Um, I think broadly. Okay. Yeah. So, so for me, it's, it's really kind of looking at everything. It's really looking at everything that we sell and then kind of determining, all right, well, what do we want to actually show people? So like, what's going to go on the website? We're stripping things off the website, right? So mm-hmm. when you come to the website, you're going to see like three, basically there's like three things that you can do as opposed to like a litany of stuff. And then we have some, I call them back pocket offers. Like if someone DMs me and they're like, can you help me with this thing? I'm like, yeah, I don't really promote that, but like you can pay me to help you with that thing. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. it's baking in clarity. Um, And also you have to be like really, really clear for yourself. Like what are your boundaries and like don't compromise on stuff all the time and don't just like invent. Well, this is actually, Renee, this is what you could talk about. This is kind of the sweet spot, right? Because you're talking about allowing yourself to be flexible so that potential clients during recession don't fall through the cracks. But what I was about to say was like, don't just like change your offers all the time and pivot all the time because then it gets, Mm -mm. you know, you get overwhelmed. But the reality is you need like a sweet spot in there. Right. I mean, for me, it's like, you know, don't change things weekly. (laughs) Like, I think you have to, if you're going to make a change, especially in, you know, for my wedding planners listening, uh, and all when you come to the webinar next week, like you'll, or, yeah, it'll be next week from now when, when this um, airs, uh, you'll see more of what I'm talking about. But I think like for a season, for a time, you need to give things a, a, a minute to breathe. If something doesn't work in a week, you can't pull it and be like, OK, let's do something else. Like there is a there is a certain amount of risk and then patience involved, you know, equal handedly. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, equal handedly is not a word, but go with me. I love that you said stripping down the website. I know uh, a lot, a lot has happened during the last two years for educators in this space where we all have a million things offered. And so right now is, I think, the time for all my educators listening to really sort of get specific as to what it is, you know, you want to put out in the world and what you want to offer. And it can't, it can't really be everything, right? Like, because mm-hmm. um, that can be, that's really overwhelming for people. And you kind of want to direct the focus toward what you're interested in talking about now right like this is something educators always talk about especially those of us in the wedding space who partner with each other and do affiliate sales for each other it's like you know you can't really talk about more than one thing at a time it is deeply confusing not only for people listening but for yourself and your team yeah yeah and that's what i'm always constantly balancing because some people people buy my contract vault then they know me as an attorney people buy my bookkeeping template they know me as a tax person and then they get an email for me from me talking about the other thing and they get very they get very confused. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, for me too, with like moving into this uh, membership next year, those of pe- those people who pay attention have probably seen that a lot of my epi- podcast episodes and things that I'm putting out as freebies have started the evolution toward talking about less wedding things, more more life things. And that has been concerted effort over the past like year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's been very slow, right? 
and that's something to consider too if you're thinking about a pivot or or a refocusing of people is that it doesn't have to be okay here's a line in the sand and now we're doing this this other thing and we're not doing the other it's like no 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 businesses evolve you evolve as a human it all just kind of comes along together if you do it strategically yeah and we we actually we actually made that pivot last year i don't know if you remember when i pivoted to profit rx i did that before wedding that's mba right. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, that was a messaging pivot, right? Because I had to sit for a long time and think like, I don't think anyone listening to these podcasts are like super passionate about LLCs or contracts <laughs> or bookkeeping. <laughs> right. But, you right, know, right. what are people passionate about? Well, their bank Money. account, I would think, right? Mm -hmm. So it Money. was more, we've, we've shifted a lot of our messaging around to finances and talking about, well, how do contracts help you get and stay paid and how do LLCs protect the money that you are getting? and mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, sometimes it's a content pivot. Sometimes it's a messaging pivot. Uh, and yeah. you kind of have to like roll with the punches and slowly release it to your people. I love it. Well, listen, uh, Brayden always is so game to come on the show and just talk about whatevs with me. And uh, I think this conversation went a different way than we thought it was going to go as usual, but mm -hmm. I'm here for it. Yeah, same. Same. So, I, I keep telling you someday when you and I both have oodles and oodles of time, we're going to co-host a podcast and just talk oh about whatever Oh my God, that would be so amazing. Yeah, just talk endlessly. Actually, I think for us, it probably, it may as well just be a YouTube channel because yeah. we're very expressive. Mm -hmm. I think we'd be very entertaining also. Yeah, I agree. Put it on the list of business ideas. Yes. <laughs> I launched the Business of Drag YouTube channel this year. So we'll put whatever we're going to do. I love next. it. Yeah, let's yeah. put links. And then we'll put links in the in, in the show notes uh, to um, the new Instagram account, just so you guys can follow along in Braden's journey with this new business. I'm just always so grateful to have a front seat to your brain at this point in time, friend. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. And the feeling is mutual. Well, you're welcome. Thanks. Um, Wedding MBA next week. Go see Brayden. Do you know your booth number? I, I have a booth number, but I don't know what it is. I don't remember my booth number. I can tell you <laughs> that as you if you walk in like from the bottom of the place, I'm going to mm -hmm. be in like the top left corner in that area. All right. Yeah. I'm uh, sort of in the middle-ish. So mm -hmm. last year we were sort of near each other and this year, sadly, we are not. But yeah. come find us in the expo hall. Come say hi and come to our talks and you know if you're if you're going to wedding nba with a friend just divide and conquer one in my room <laughs> yeah. one in Braden's room yes 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 it'll be fun well, Braden, thanks thanks so much for being here and as per usual you're my favorite and i will see you next week and hug your face thank you see you soon uh everyone else hope i see you next week at wedding nba and if i don't see you at next week at wedding nba uh then i'll see you again or you'll hear me again next week on the show same time same place bye for now friends thanks for listening to talk with renee dallow dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast and connect with renee at talk with renee dallow on instagram